0: Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations with your host, Marla Goldberg. Marla is an energy healer, intuitive teacher, speaker, and author. Join her as she answers questions, interviews interesting people, and gives you tips and advice on everyday living. Now let's get to the show. Hi everyone, it's Marla Goldberg, and you're listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. Today, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Deborah Anderson Southworth, and Deborah has been learning, extending, and teaching for over 30 years. Deborah is a master intuitive shamanic divine energy healer, a Yusui Reiki master teacher, a Mother Mary energy channel, sacred code practitioner, shamanic group meditation facilitator, and a certified spiritual minister as well as a quantum healer who specializes in parasitic energy removal alchemy. Welcome Deborah. how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing great. Marla, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. Oh, I'm so happy we finally are get you here because we've been,
0: I've been trying for a long time. You've got a very busy schedule.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And as we begin, I've got goosebumps all over my crown. So that's a beautiful sign. It's a great sign.
0: It's a sign of meant to do, meant to be. Absolutely. Let's start at the beginning. Sure. Did you, were you always intuitive? Did you know as a child you had your abilities? Or if not, when did you start walking your path?
1: Well, it's kind of an interesting story. When I was five years old, I was woken up in the middle of the night. With a vision of Mother Mary, and I, you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic right now, but I have strong Christian roots. Um, Mother Mary appeared to me in my bedroom doorway, and she was this luminescent, beautiful, divine being that I recognized immediately, even though I was so young. And I walked over to her, and I just truly basked in her presence. It was just. I just felt her love all around me. And she just, <laughs> I didn't hear anything profound from her. She, she smiled at me and basically had me head back to bed. But I, you know, I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning and I asked my mother if she had been in my bedroom because my, my rational brain was trying to wrap my head around what I had experienced. And she told me that it was not her. And I realized truly that, that I had had a beautiful, a beautiful vision. And I believe that she's been with me my whole life so that was that was the beginning
0: (laughs) wow and so is this how the mother mary
1: energy channeling began with you you know i'm not quite sure i just felt her as a strong presence in my life the actual channeling of mother mary energy began four years ago. I'm turning 64 this year. And four mm-hmm. years ago, I turned 60 and I decided that I was no longer going to hide who I truly was. I decided to be fearless and I had these beautiful, beautiful gifts that I, I was feeling compelled to share with the world. So I made that commitment. And once I did, I had already been a Reiki master teacher. i had already been involved with divine energy. I learned back in 1990, about therapeutic touch but four years ago I committed to coming out of the closet and and everyone it, my husband and I laugh about it because he married a 40 year old real estate agent and now he's got this quantum energy healer uh, who who is truly fearless and um, you know I'm going after energies that I never would have imagined uh, would have been in my lineup let's just put it that way until recently it's exciting
0: The change is exciting. And you know, when you're in your 60s, it's the gateway, they call it the adolescence of old age. Oh, so from, you know, I think wrapping your mind around that is such a comfort, in my opinion. Yes. Because, you know, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, you can be the teenager of old age
1: now. Oh my gosh! And it, it was exciting. And and once I once I came out of the closet and began to operate with everyone who I authentically am, right? I started to receive these divine downloads. And later on, I'm going to be sharing a beautiful um, energy releasing technique with with all of our listeners. And that was one of the things that I received when I turned sixty. Was the first one?
0: Oh, I'm so excited! I can't wait to hear about it. Thank so- you. In 1990, so before 1990, you were a realtor. I
1: was a real estate agent. Yes, I was, um, however briefly, but I was. But I've been interested in advanced metaphysical thought, I want to say, since about 1986, when I became a student of A Course in Miracles. Your listeners may be familiar with it, but it's been a very important, uh, ongoing uh, book in my life. It's a three-part series, and... Every time I put it down and I pick it back up again and I reread material, I I go a little bit deeper and um, it's just had a profound effect. The way I look at the world. That's I I love the course in miracles.
0: I have not gotten into it as deeply as you know, I've wanted to, but it's a very, how do I say this? Because it's a very interesting book and and it's very deep and you need to focus. You need to have a time to be able to focus and to bring in the messages that it that it's sharing with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And every time you go into it, you you will dive deeper into it. And you know, you don't have to do it. It's got a plan three hundred and sixty five days, and there's a lesson every day. That's not exactly the way I did it. I would just pick up the book, read a chapter, and just assimilate it and think about it. And uh, my favorite quote is. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Here lies the peace of God. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about that, lest we get caught up in the illusion of the world. So, yeah, goosebumps on my crowd again. <laughs> <laughs> and is that your way of,
0: of having confirmation?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because I don't know, you know, to those in the audience who may not be aware— That when goosebumps occur, when someone's talking or you're thinking about a thing, or you hear something that's true, and you get goosebumps, it's confirmation that what you're hearing is truth.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So for those who don't know and say, well, I've gotten goosebumps
1: all my life. Well, you've been getting messages all your life, and this is a way to know that. Absolutely, absolutely. I have to talk a little bit more about Barbara Brennan's uh, book, Hands of Light as well. In 1990, I picked it up before uh, I had gone to Italy. My ex-husband had a little condo there and I had stayed for a few months and enrolled my children in school there for a few months. We all wanted to learn Italian. That was the goal. (laughs) But I I would meditate during the day and I'm in these beautiful Dolomiti mountains and I'm, I'm sitting down and I opened up my eyes. And now I hadn't even picked up Barbara Brennan book yet all right this was at the very beginning of my trip and I, i purchased it for my trip i'm sitting down and i'm looking up into the mountains and i saw the earth's heartbeat it had there's an energetic pulse that the earth has and i just became one with this energetic pulse and it was this overwhelming uh feeling of just being connected to mother earth and there was no separation an unbelievable experience i will never forget it so I went back to my little condo and I'm flipping through the book and all of a sudden I see this paragraph that Barbara Brennan had written about how the earth has an energetic heartbeat. I don't remember exactly how she put it, but it was divine timing because I realized what I had just witnessed was, was very, very real and, um, and quite profound. So yeah. <laughs> yeah that's incredibly
0: powerful. It, Thank you, yeah. You, to not only, you know, to, to have the vision, to pick up the book. And, you know, we all know that once, there are times when you pick up the book and you open it to a spot. It's yes. a spot you need to read yes. or that you're meant to read because there's a message in it for you. Absolutely. And exactly. what a beautiful message, yes. Truly, truly. Thank you, Marla. So, and then, okay, so we've we've been to the Italy. We've trying to learn Italian. We had... <laughs> This great vision of the heartbeat of of Mother Nature, of the world.
1: And where did life take you from there? From From that point, I I just read books would literally jump off of library shelves or, or used bookstores. I'm not exaggerating. Literally, they would jump off of shelves at that time. And so, I just immersed myself in in a lot of um, advanced metaphysical uh, material that I was interested in. And my sister Kathleen, I love her. She uh, was on this beautiful. Ex- path of expansion i guess i would describe it so we used to talk on the phone for about an hour every single night and just just share and and it was it was curious because oftentimes the lessons that i was getting and the truths that i was connecting with she would be connecting with but you know in a different way and it was um it was really nice to have her to share this path with me but um in 1995 i i was divorced and uh, I met my husband, Tom. And it's a funny little story because when we, when we were first dating, he was the first man I dated after, after my divorce. And uh, he, had, he was talking about this woman that he had dated that's so, she saw auras around trees. This is really, really funny. And I remember thinking to myself, note to self, do not tell Tom you see auras around trees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really. <Right? laughs> Was he saying in a way like she was so strange or he was just relaying? He couldn't mind? wrap his head
1: around it, I don't think. My husband's very, very smart. He's mensa, he's very left brain, he's got a beautiful, beautiful heart. But um he wasn't interested in a lot of the, you know, advanced metaphysical stuff that I was connecting with. So uh, you know, little by little, I begin to share things with him. And uh, and now he's a firm believer. And, and he's actually my best client. I do sessions <laughs> with him every single week. So How lovely. Put him in the
0: book as a standing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. My husband's similar. You yeah. know, when I first met him, it was like, I'm scientific. And if it isn't science, I don't believe in it. And it's like, well, what's quantum physics? Truly. What's this? And now you know since living with me and experiencing lots of things it's very lovely. similar where he's he's not necessarily my best client but he's now more open receptive and supportive lovely lovely of my life
1: so there's no separation between science and consciousness we just have everything neatly compartmentalized you know but really truly it's all just a different understanding of truth and science blends beautifully. I mean, look at the Fibonacci sequence, right? And sacred geometry. Now you have to appreciate that in science, but um, tell me that's not divinely designed. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It is definitely divinely
0: designed. And I hope he hears this to hear you talk about this because, you know, I just, you know, not because I'm trying to stuff it down his throat, but it's just like, here's here's another example. And yes. how it works. Absolutely. It's all energy. It is all energy. Yes, it is. It's, it is all energy.
1: And so no matter how it comes together, you're still dealing with energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, between back then in 1990 and where I am now, a lot of reading, uh, you know, happened and different certifications, I became becoming interested in different modalities. And uh, then I had the calling to teach. And I knew that if I wanted to teach then i needed to have some sort of a certification so i became a, a certified reiki practitioner and and then eventually practicing and you know learning and extending and eventually i studied and became a reiki master teacher but one thing that i realized is that you know, you can't you can't just put a label on it as Reiki. I, I encourage all my students to bring their own gifts into their practice. You know, I do shamanic drumming, and Spirit has shared a lot of different shamanic tools to use, like balancing chakras. I use kinesiology with my clients, and I can balance chakras. So I encourage everyone to really listen to their soul and their heart, to to express their own unique gifts and make their energy practice their own and you know in in 19 uh, oh no no 19 it we're into the, let me see, 2000, I'm going back to 14, 15. I heard in my head as I was waking up that I was channeling Mother Mary energy. And, you know, the, you know oh, I want everybody to be open to getting messages from spirit, just be open-minded. And it could be in the form of a song, all of a sudden a random song pops into your head. Um, when, I, when I shared my gifts and, and became more authentic, And I had that commitment to just being who I was. I began to receive uh, divine messages, beautiful divine messages and and different techniques and positive affirmations that I, and then the first thing I do is I put them on a graphic and then I put them out there uh, into the world and they're really quite beautiful. So we all can have this beautiful divine connection. This isn't something that God said, Oh, Deborah, you are so special. You are the one. <laughs> <laughs> we are all the one and you know,
0: and it's we all have the ability. We all have the ability to tap in. I want to go back to you. Suey Reiki. For okay. a second. Um, right. How does that differ from the other Reiki modalities that are out there?
1: Well, the Usui Reiki is the original one that was uh, that was that was taught by Dr. Mikao Usui, and he passed it on. Now, what has happened through the years? There's only one Reiki. It means um, universal love and and divine energy. There's only one Reiki, and but different people who have connected with this modality have expanded it. So you might have Karuna Reiki or Angel Reiki or Whatever there's, there's many different ones out there. And those were specific Reiki masters who incorporated their beautiful gifts into their practice and expanded it and then wanted to share it with the world. So, you know, I what I do, even though I'm a Yosui Reiki master teacher, I'm an intuitive shamanic divine energy practitioner. So I brought in my beautiful shamanic gifts and have interwoven them into this lovely, lovely modality. So basically, whatever it is you work with somebody,
0: your modality is, let's say, a recipe of the various techniques you've learned thrown into a pot Mm
1: -hmm. and worked on. energetically with your clients yes 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 i mean combined with the mother mary energy i don't differentiate when i'm with a client i i just you know when i connect with my guides and my angels before i begin my uh intention is always to serve my client's highest good so i know that uh, the resonant energy that's going to serve my client is going to flow through me so we'll call it reiki i you know i call it reiki and in the holistic center that I worked in, because that's what people are familiar with. But I had this amazing experience one time where one of my clients, she was very interested in learning more about Saint-Germain and working with the Purple Flame, which I have as well. So that was our pure intention, both of us going into this session. Well, do you know, when I started this session and I had laid hands on her, I opened up my eyes and the whole room was filled with a purple fog. It's only happened to me that one time. It was incredible. Now, if I have transcendental experiences like this, I'm usually in meditation, although in a sense, when I am extending my divine energy modality, I do kind of go into a trance when I do it. But usually when I blink my eyes, when I awaken and I come back to a conscious awareness, you know, those experiences, they they fade. Well, I blinked my eyes and I was in for 45 minutes. The whole room was filled with a purple fog. And I just knew it was because of the beautiful intention of my client and my beautiful intention that this energy meet her. And um, it was an extraordinary experience. Jill.
0: And when she came out of, um, came off the table, what was her
1: <gasps> oh my impression?
0: God. How did she feel? Did she realize yeah. the purple, yeah.
1: the energy was around her, in her? Well, <laughs> she she when her eyes were closed, she zipped out in another realm of consciousness, and she was surrounded um, by purple swirling colors. And she told me at one point she felt that she was going to levitate right off the table, and wow. it was just an amazing experience for her. And the beauty of extending these services, whether it's Reiki or you know the other different divine um, energy modalities, is the energy does meet the client perfectly where they are, if that's your intention. So everybody receives something a little bit different. You know, it, it, I've done a lot of guys that their wives sent them in and said, look, you know, you're, you're very stressed and, and you know, Reiki is supposed to be very good for stress relief. So, you know, these gentlemen come in and they'll have a session with me. And, um, you know, they just feel very, very relaxed, but they don't get anything more out of the experience. So they think that's beautiful for them because the energy met them right where they experienced what they could accept. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a big thing for people to understand is when you go to a healer of any ilk, you know, of any modality, that they, you're being met where you are. So if you're bringing a lot of resistance with you or a lot of skepticism, you'll be met. Truly.
1: To Truly. Well, no matter where they are in their spiritual journey, I always honor them and thank them for allowing me to be part of their journey because, you know, sometimes it takes a lot just to make that first step to make the appointment and actually come in and try it for the first time. And that could be huge for someone. Yes. Huge. Very huge. So Mm -hmm. I
0: understand that recently uh, circumstances in your own family challenged you to expand your divine energy services. Oh, yes, this is,
1: about that. this is quite a story. This is quite a story. So again, you know, we've talked about how I've been aligned in practicing and extending this beautiful divine energy for over 30 years, and I've got quite, I have thought, um, a skill set in, in my little spiritual toolbox. But last October, beginning in October, until actually just uh, three months ago, trying to think when this ordeal ended, uh, one of my grandchildren had some sort of an attachment of darker energy. And, you know, we weren't sure what was happening with her because her personality had changed drastically. She seemed like she was being influenced by someone or something. She was having conversations with entities that we certainly couldn't see, and they weren't always loving. Uh, she came out with things in her little beautiful mind that you would not expect a three-year-old to say. Excuse me no, she- I'm sorry to interrupt
0: your story, but I wanted to go back to you said they weren't loving. Um, Were they channeling? Know, negative words thoughts or yes, yes. negative
1: things yes. she was channeling nev- negative thoughts words and actions okay without a shadow of a doubt she was not being herself and we realized that she was being influenced so i would send her divine energy sessions um i would try to do clearings on her and for some reason this only worked temporarily and i knew that there was a piece of the puzzle that was missing. So I'm not afraid if something is beyond my scope of experience, I'm not afraid to reach out to, to other people that, you know, may have answers that I don't. And my daughter and I did just that. And we connected with four different healers around the world that specifically focus on releasing, you know, they were darker energies. They were, as I understand it now, they're parasitic darker energies. And she had a, a, she had one that was attached to her that um, was an extreme extreme challenge uh, again, she was having angry outbursts she wasn 't being loving. she was saying things that in no way a little three year old uh, should should have knowledge of she 's not been to daycare she didn 't have babysitters my daughter 's been a full time mom, and there 's been nothing but love in her family, so there would be no way that She knew about these things. So anyway, we reached out to these healers around the world. And there were a couple of them that we did not connect with because... And we went through the session where you know they focused and said, yes, she did have an attachment and then they're damning them to hell. And this just didn't resonate with me or my daughter. And we finally connected with one who had a very love-centric kind of solution for this. And I purchased um his his he had a class online I purchased his class and I just I listened to it and I I practiced and you know over and over I would just align with the information that he gave me and then I expanded it actually a little bit as well and the bottom the bottom line is is that um what I've learned is that there are influences we may be we may be swimming in a sea of influence here that we're not even aware of there's a large dichotomy between love and fear and a lot of gray in between and when we go through traumatic experiences or you know bad relationships or you know with my granddaughter certainly it wasn't bad relationships or drug addiction or alcohol those are other factors that can influence Um, older people. But for her, she had been through a traumatic uh, incident where she was going down a water slide and she had so much fear in her. She thought she was going to die. We had no clue that um, it was actually this serious. Well, what had happened was she had uh, an aspect of her soul that actually went off to heal. I guess for lack of a better description, uh, that's how I would explain it. This left a tangible space open for an energy to come in to her little energy body. And what happens is, you know, they they create like little wormholes, these experiences that we have in life. And through the law of attraction, uh, because she was in such a fearful lower vibe, this vibe was attracted to her. And it attached itself to her. Yeah, it's really goosebumps again. Validation, this was in fact what it was. But I didn't know that in the beginning. So the first couple of months, I did everything that I could. We worked with these other healers and an exorcist, for lack of a better description, but it didn't work. Now, I know on my path that whatever experiences I'm going through, there's got to be a piece of the puzzle that I'm missing and there's got to be a greater good For all of this right so I connected with this healer who offered this protocol which is um what I do is I I power up I I told you I think a little bit before that I listened to Josh Groban's song You Raise Me Up and that puts me and aligns me with that beautiful um Christ-centric divine energy and then I go in and with kinesiology I scan to see if my client's have any attachments there's a whole protocol that I go through whether it be a demon or I know it sounds a little out there for some people but you know otherworldly implants or generational curses or false beliefs or bad habits these are all energies that don't serve so I scan using kinesiology to see what's there and then with Christ-centric authority Basically, I call in um, my my archangels, and there's this beautiful group of light beings called the warriors of light and love on earth. I call them in, and they assist me in encapsulating these energies. These are intelligent energies. And then I command them with Christ-centric authority to release their hold and step away and do no more harm. And it's just, it's, powerful if it happens to be an entity because there are entities uh in different astral realms that we may not be aware of that can influence us i call i sometimes call them drive-bys because you know they can affect your mood and disposition and if that's if that's you know if it's an entity that is there i call an archangel gabriel to actually open up a portal of light. And then I go through my whole protocol again. So anyway, the bottom line is I learned how to do this. I used it on my granddaughter and then she was set free. And it's just absolutely amazing. The changes are like a night and day. She's her own little sovereign soul now. And um, I taught my daughter because my granddaughter is very, very intuitive. And so she can be influenced by... Energies that you and I don't even see, but she sees them and she can hear them. And now we've empowered her to actually do this on her own. She powers her little self up and sends them off to the light with Archangel Gabriel. And uh, it's just, it's amazing. So three generations are doing this now. That is amazing. So your daughter is also an intuitive my, my daughter is slightly intuitive but again she uses kinesiology to tune in to see what energy we are actually dealing with and that's very very important because there's a bit of a different protocol for each so powerful stuff. And, and, you know, I've had a lot of clients since then. And the feedback that I'm getting is just, um, it's absolutely amazing. This is a love-based protocol. There's nothing, fe- forget everything you've learned from the exorcist. Um, yes. Right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, demons. Okay. Okay. You know what? Yes. They can be influencing you or someone else. That is a term I would use to describe them. They're a heavier energy. Yes. But um, it's smoke and mirrors and bells and whistles, basically. So there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that like, is stronger than love. It's like
0: the Wizard of the Wizard of Oz. He comes out as this big person, but then you go behind the curtain, and it's
1: just a little man. Yes, yes. And can I share something else really beautiful? Oh, absolutely. You? Do you know that for, for every demon that I release, and I've released quite a few, I mean, probably 30 up until this point, what happens is... Um, the demon the demon is escorted to this beautiful <laughs> beautiful other paradigm of reality. it's like a crystalline paradigm of of light and love and it it transforms this darker heavier parasitic energy into light and love and then it's crossed over into the light and people that are very intuitive actually sense angels around this beautiful portal as this intelligent demon is no longer a demon it's been transformed by spiritual alchemy to light and love is going toward toward the light right well some of these demons um they They actually have like an army. I know this is kind of out there for some people, but I have to share it. They have an army of lesser demons that they actually command. Well, once they realize that they had been lied to and that really it's not fear that is where the power is, it is love. They call in the lesser demons. So people that are spiritually uh, aware and psychic can see White light, just like balls of light, shooting toward this amazing portal. So, for every demon I release or other practitioners release, there's thousands of others that are re- released into the light as well. Oh, and it, uh, it sounds—it sounds like they should make a movie of this. This
0: is—I'm <laughs> sure now that you've put it out in the ethers, they might—they <laughs> might do that. Some of these sci-fi writers, absolutely. Yeah. So, let me ask you about sure. these demons. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting this feeling that demons don't start as demons. Demons start as loving light souls that through some piece of experience, something that they've had um, turns them around. So it's like when you, you take a, a baby with no ill will, no thoughts of harm or they, they don't know about it. They're pure. Right. And right. then through being abused, through their growing up or neglected or abandoned or a combination of, right. some of them turn dark in their personalities. Right. My, my, and I just am looking to see, this is a conversation, I'm not, you know, pontificating right. about it, but that the demons then turn into these dark
1: beings rather than staying light and love. I'm certainly not going to disagree with you. Um, I don't totally understand The hierarchy of demons, I have to be honest with you, and I don't feel as though I need to, but I do have the protocol now to because you know when you're talking about when i say christ-centric energy by all means if you if you are christian and and jesus is is that beautiful love that you connect with is christ-centric then i want you to relate to it that way but you know if you are if you are muslim or, or jewish or agnostic or whatever just think about an amazing force of light and love that's what christ consciousness is it's your it's your complete sovereign alignment with the divine. And there is nothing greater than that. There is nothing greater than that. And it can heal really truly. And when you call in, you know, the archangels and the mighty warriors of love and light to assist you, it's, you know, you've got all that beautiful divine energy that expands yours. And I often thank them. Thank you so much for assisting me in the work that I do here. And immediately the thought came back to me, thank you for allowing us to assist you so it's um it's a mutual giving back and forth between between me and them and it's it's really quite lovely
0: which is beautiful because there are people who deal with earthbound entities which are Mm-hmm. not nah, which would be considered dark energies right and when they're just grateful to be shown the you know the road to the light absolutely and brought to the light and then they're grateful because for whatever reason they got stuck here and they didn't know any better and now they
1: do and they feel the love and absolutely that, you know what is that all there is is love
0: you know yeah,
1: absolutely and there, there's you know I've crossed over many, many, many uh, spiritual entities as well. In fact, I've never had someone that had a parasitic attachment that i could not assist them with but i will tell you that if they don't follow through with a beautiful spiritual protocol of keeping their vibe high and i give my clients uh, a positive affirmation one that sh- would that spirit shared with me and i say it every single day just as we shower every day right to keep our physical body clean it's important to have the pure intention to keep your spiritual vibe high yes. and it's a beautiful 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 affirmation I'd like to share with your listeners and it is I dedicate myself to the light in every place and time and space now always and forever and by saying this every single day oh here come the goosebumps again you you set that beautiful pure intention to align with the light and you are less likely by the law of attraction to attract these lower vibrational uh, beings and another thing I do in my practice although there are other people out there including the person who taught me this modality that I expanded on, um, he has to work with a shaman in order to reintegrate the lost aspects of a person's soul, so basically you're healing their light body, I do everything together. I, with the assistance of the archangels and my my experience as being a shamanic practitioner, bring these lost aspects of one soul back into their light body and and heal it. So I'm kind of a one-stop shop <laughs> instead of having to deal with two people. It's just me.
0: Well that's great. And how you layer what you do to accommodate what the client need is yes. it's phenomenal. Because sometimes they go with, I'm just doing this, but you know, but if you want that, like you said, you need to go do a different healer where you are in all
1: can handle it all at one time in one session. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and these parasitic darker influences can manifest in a lot of different ways. They can manifest as anger, uh, you know, like personality disorders, um, depression, you know, just like you just feel like you're walking around with a backpack full of bricks, like you're not sovereign, like you're not yourself and yeah. something is prohibiting you. And so, it. you know, once these energies are released, people... The, the feedback that I'm getting is just so absolutely beautiful, so absolutely beautiful that, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Marla, I know that I've aligned with my divine purpose and everything that I've done up until this point in my life has set me up to do what I'm doing right now. And it's evolving. Do you know that spirit has shared with me that I am able to extract false beliefs I'm able to extract grief attachments that may not be serving your highest good, bad habits. And last night, I got a gift for the show today. I was told that I could uh, help extract anger because anger isn't, you know, we think of anger as being an emotion. And oh, I'm entitled to my emotion. And you are entitled to your emotions. They connect you with your soul and, you know, connect you with what you need to let go of and hold on to. But anger is a direct result. Of false beliefs within your ego and the anger stems from maybe you weren't validated or you know someone didn't love you enough or your expectations weren't meant so it's not the anger itself which is the emotion the anger is the end result of all of the judgment that your ego has projected so I'm able to assist with that and then you're able to dive deeper and help heal the emotions and acknowledge the emotions that you're feeling. And we're all entitled to our emotions, for sure.
0: We're definitely entitled to our emotions. But, you know, it's nice to know that anger really isn't the emotion we're, we're brought up to believe it is. Right. That it's a, just a compilation of a lot of different energies with the ego
1: itself coming out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Very true. Yeah.
0: Do you feel that, that one entity or or negative
1: energy is different from another, or do you feel like they all reign on the same level? Well, although there are different protocols for releasing and extracting different energies, um, really truly <laughs> I I tell my, my family it's like, oh my goodness, I could release a demon with one hand and eat an apple with another. It spells smoke mirrors. You know, whistles, really, truly, this is an energy that, with this beautiful divine expression of love, um, it dissolves with with spiritual alchemy. A lot of the old-time exorcists, it, even within the church, you know, they go through all of this protocol, and don't get me wrong, sometimes people are released from the demons, but the demons still exist with this protocol oh my goodness, I am transforming, not me, but, you know, divine love is transforming uh, these darker, heavier parasitic energies into love and crossing them over. And so yeah, um, I would say no, no, I guess that's the bottom line. One is not more difficult than another, although I do deal with them separately. If someone has, uh, say, a spiritual entity attached to them as well as a demon, I will, uh, you know, do the protocol to release, extract the demon first and then go back in and... and uh, and extract the other spiritual entity.
0: Which makes total sense because uh, let's let's equate it to an illness. You wouldn't treat cancer the same way you treat the flu, but they're both not very happy things to have.
1: Right, right. Or any
0: other kind of illness, ailment, whatever. But yet you want to heal and make someone whole.
1: Again. Absolutely. And sometimes it's like, um, you know, peeling an onion, we go into different layers. So I encourage people to to do the first protocol with me, the parasitic energy release. And then after that, if they want to do just a scan to see what they're dealing with, we can do the scan first, and then they'll actually know, um, you know, if you get the kinesiology I can tell them what I've sensed is there and then you know after we're done with the initial extraction saying that there are positive affirmations every day I can go back in and and dive deeper another three session sessions to help you release the false beliefs and the the habits that may not be serving your highest good or the grief attachments or as spirit shared with me this morning the anger and this, this, uh, this protocol is evolving spirit is sharing new things with me every day that i'm able to extend to my clients so it's uh it's exciting to be on this path
0: it sounds exciting so do you feel that everyone has energetic parasites of one degree or another or not they don't necessarily cling on to everyone that some people you know
1: their vibration is high and they just aren't able to attach we, that's it, You know, I'm not going to say everyone has it. I've I've read a lot of material where they say 75% of people walking this planet have some sort of a negative attachment to them. It could just be a false belief or a bad habit or grief that they just can't seem to let go of. Um, that could be it. You know, a lot of times as your vibe raises, as, as you ascend or become more spiritually aware, uh, if you have something that's of a lower vibration, it just sort of dissolves Uh, you know but not always you know one of one of the people that I connected with I'm not going to mention her name but she she played an important part of the trajectory of of my learning uh, these new modalities. She scanned me and told me that I had something called an alien energetic implant in the back of my head. Now, what these are, I know it sounds like sci-fi, but basically, they're you know we're not the only intelligent life in the universe. Right, and there are different agendas on this planet, and they are not all love based okay, so these um, alternative agendas they feed off of fear and all of the emotions that stem from fear now, with me, even though I had been a divine energy healer and aligned with this beautiful metaphysical truth, this implant was probably um, put into me at birth because I had a divine destiny uh, to accomplish while I'm here, I believe, and I actually felt this person extract the alien implant, and when I did that, I knew. Bam! I have to expand my website. I need to do this. I need to get out there. I need to get on more radio shows. So what happened was before it just dimmed me down a little. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to star on? Uh, do you want to? Do you want to be on this? You know, program or shall I clean out my sock drawer? Mm, I think I'm going to clean out my sock drawer. <laughs> so that was the effect that the implant had on me. Interesting. So after it had been released, I had a new appreciation for what my clients may be experiencing from them as well. And there's demonic implants, there's curses. Um, it, there could be, uh, you know, things left over from previous lives. There could be soul contracts that do not serve your highest good. Um, they can all be assisted with this protocol.
0: Yeah, and it does. And it's interesting how that, that whole process works with, you know, energies that get implanted in one. Yes. And so how... how Let's talk. People might be going, well, how do I know if I have something implanted in B? How would somebody even gather that they should see someone like you for removal of this?
1: Well, if they feel that they're not operating as their higher self, really, truly. I mean, you know, these, these things that, that are in our energy and, and it's, you know, I had conversations with spirit as my path was expanding and I'm learning about these new, new gifts that I could share. I, I'm, I'm like talking out loud and I'm like, spirit, I cannot believe I feel like this reality that we're in is rigged. But the bottom line is, is that um, it's these energies are attracted to you by the law of attraction. They can't just jump in and whether or not you believe in past lives or whatever we've all had experiences in this this life that they wound us and there are it's just it's a in my understanding i believe that there are aspects of our soul that may choose to leave i this is something that i've only become aware of the past year so see i'm still really expanding they go off to heal in other realms of reality and they may leave uh you know residue of that experience on you and then the law of attraction brings these entities say say you were in this is one example i'm picking out of a hat say you were in an abusive relationship and God bless you, you found the courage to leave. And But you know, two years later, there's still something, like something that isn't allowing you to shine uh, the way that you would like to, and you, you're still feeling a little bit depressed. Well, what happened quite possibly was when you were in this abusive relationship parts of your soul did go to heal in other realms of your energy body and because you were in the place that you were at the time maybe by the law of attraction you attracted to you an entity that was drawn to that it could have been a woman that was abused in her life and she felt very victimized and she just didn't cross over into the light when she passed so she was attracted to your vibe well now if you want to just imagine you're carrying that woman around in a backpack every single day you don't realize it but she is somehow influencing you so you know it's time it's time if you feel you're not operating as the highest version of your authentic self to find out are you truly are you truly? And you can, if you're familiar with kinesiology or you you um, want to test using using a pendulum and call in your angels and your guides to assist you, certainly you can do that yourself. Or you could connect with someone like me who can empower you. I can scan you. We can release. I can empower you if you're interested in learning how to do this yourself. I'm going to be offering a class in six months that has expanded on the information that I learned from my teacher, you know, like raising my vibe with Josh Groban's uh, songs and the different affirmations that spirit has shared with me. So I'll be sharing all of that in my class that I plan on offering in six months.
0: Wonderful. That's wonderful. It's very exciting. Thank you. Um, Do your clients have to do anything on their end to stay clear or what can all of us do to keep our vibe high and clear?
1: Um, again, I share positive affirmations with my clients and, um, you know, that's part of my protocol. Just as you, again, you take a shower every day, right. To keep your beautiful body clean, then it's important to recognize that your energy body needs to stay clear and high vibe as well. So when you say these affirmations, you are aligning with spirit and you are setting the pure intention to keep your vibe high. And that's how you do it really, truly, you know, I pray, I pray all day. I talk to God and I are, you know, (laughs) we're tight. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, I talk in my cars. I say he, but it's he, she. I'm part of that beautiful divine feminine, uh, Christ Sophia consciousness, blanketing the planet right now. So God to me is the beautiful balance of he and she. I I talk out loud as I'm driving. and, And, you know, oftentimes if I'm really, If I'm really, you know, concentrating on a question that I might be asking and I open up my mind, I I always receive an answer. Always.
0: Which is wonderful. So do you happen to have a short technique that you might be able to share with us to use every day?
1: Maybe one of the positive affirmations or something else that you use? I do. I do. Well, I shared the positive affirmation before, which is lovely, that I dedicate myself to the light. In every place in time and space, now, always and forever. But when I turned 64 years ago, Spirit shared with me in my first divine download a beautiful spiritual technique. So I'd like you to close your eyes and out put your hands out to the universe so you are in that beautiful mudra of acceptance. And then you can say in your mind, and I'll I'll actually I'll send this to you as well, Marla, so you can share it um, on your page you. if you like. I am a pure channel of divine love. I release the things that no longer serve me. Then you place your right hand over your heart like you were going to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but a little bit above, and you place your left hand over your solar plexus and you just start to move your left hand. Imagine that Divine love is pouring in through the top of your head. We also call that the area of your crown chakra. And this beautiful energy is traveling down your arms, specifically your right arm right now, which is over your hand. And it's pushing all angst and anxiety that you you may be feeling down into your solar plexus. And your left hand is kind of churning All right, imagine that your left hand is like a magnet and this energy that does not serve you are like little droplets of iron and it's attracted to your hand. And then you just take your left hand up and put it in the air and let it go like you're releasing a little birdie. And it's like, off you go. (laughs) That's energy that no longer serves you. And if you need to do it again, continue. Beautiful energy coming in, channeled into your right hand, into your heart chakra. Left hand is churning. Like a magnet attracting all of this energy, like that you feel a knot in your stomach, it's going to be released, and then up oh, up in the air, off like a little birdie. Yes, and, uh, and that's the technique, and yeah. it's very powerful, very powerful. That's excellent, and it's so easy to incorporate and do. You just have to remember to do it. Truly, truly. It's very effective with children as well, because it's not always be easy being a kid. And I do want to say, um, you know, on my website, I I think I've I haven't mentioned this and I want to make sure your listeners are aware that my work with children uh, is donation based because I believe I had this experience with my granddaughter um, to realize that it's not just adults that, you know, are affected by these energies. You know, it could be a child who is having, you know, disorders, personality disorders or, or, or anger challenges or whatever. And you know, a lot of them are put on drugs, unfortunately, yes. to calm them down or, or whatever. Let's try something that is um, more natural. Let's try an energetic kind of solution. I'm then I'm not saying you shouldn't take your child to a psychiatrist, that's a beautiful thing. Certainly if they need um, medication, you and your doctor decide, but I'm also saying layer an energy, uh, solution. I have to mention a book, um, Mm -hmm. which is a book by Dr. Modi. Oh my goodness. No, I forgot the the name of it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to send that off to you as well. Okay. Website. It's on my website. And, um, Dr. Modi is a psychiatrist, a licensed psychiatrist and reading her book really assisted me. And, uh, assisted the trajectory that my 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 energy practice went in it was um oh god i wish i could remember it i'm so sorry but it is on my website
0: so let me ask you a question about these horrific shootings that occur Mm. um, at the high schools and the one that was just recently botched you know there was the hero jumped in the coach came in and and pulled the gun off do you feel that a lot of these individuals I mean, obviously they are troubled, but do you feel that a lot of them have potentially could be um, implanted or affected by
1: negative energies? Without a shadow of a doubt, I think that these kids could be affected without a shadow of a doubt. And then again, if they, are, if they are depressed or they've been bullied or they have had challenging circumstances in their home, certainly that could wound their energy body and these darker, heavier energies would be able to influence them. You know, it's, I wish that everybody was aware of this truly so they could take the steps to, to free themselves and um you know and become sovereign and when i use the word sovereign when you're spiritually sovereign it means you're free of parasitic influences that do not serve your highest good and your highest path so that's what spiritually sovereign means to me that you are aligned with the divine and um and living your highest and best life and isn't that what we all want to do truly and that's what
0: we're put on this earth to do yes we have lessons to learn there are things we do have to go through and clean up but we are divine beings and we deserve and we're put here for a divine life whatever that looks like to the individual yes truly you know i don't want to project you know my divine life might be a 180 to somebody else's but it's like living an authentic life it's what is authentic
1: to you Absolutely. what is divine to you Absolutely. I totally, totally agree. We all have um, unique and very, very special gifts to share with the world. And it would be kind of boring. It's like, you know, seeing all the different flowers in a garden, right? There's yes. so many different kinds, and they are all equally as beautiful. And, uh, and each and every one of us is equally as beautiful as well.
0: Truly are. They truly are. And that's what we are. We're, we're, all, we're all fingerprints. We're all different. And our needs are different. And, you know, what affects us is different as well. Truly. But we know when there's something, I think intrinsically people know when something's not right. They just either don't understand that there's ways to get help or don't
1: desire to have ways to get help. Right. Well, some people, are just they're just not aware. They're just absolutely not aware that right. there's anything um, other than this physical uh, you know, reality that we're in. And, you know, truly, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, not, you know, the other way around, truly. Right? It's so true. It's so true. Because I just had this conversation
0: either yesterday or today about, you know, as energetic beings, when, when we transition... Our body is like shedding the skin of a snake. I mean, not that we're snakes, but, you know, it's, but it's temporary. It's a shell. And our essence is what our spirit is, our soul. And that will continue on. Absolutely. Though this body gets old and crinkly and decrepit and you eventually leave it. Right. Who you are intrinsically, energetically, spiritually
1: will continue on
0: and, and go to the next lesson in life. Absolutely.
1: And although, you know, we may not always remember what's happening when we're sleeping, there's a very good chance that although your body is resting, right, and recuperating, that your spirit is out dancing around the universe. I mean, yes, I remember different things. And as I come back, you know, this is a really funny one. Um, You know, I'm I'm quite sure that, you know, I visit my parents who have passed wherever they are. You want to call it heaven? And as I'm waking up one day, I hear this lady talking to my mother. Uh, whose name was Pat and she said oh, you are right Patsy your daughter's wonderful. <laughs> and I heard that that is I was waking up and I'm thinking oh, I bet I was just visiting my mother but of course I don't I didn't remember but it was a little glimpse into another reality. Isn't it amazing how we transport because yeah. soul needs no sleep. True. Our spirit
0: needs no sleep. Our body does yeah. and the amazing things that happen so I I was taught that people who come into our dreams also so if you're, you're you're having a dream and it's like your best friend from childhood comes in or your old boyfriend or whomever it might be, that it's actually, you know, in the ethers, they are dancing and, and visiting with you and they're coming to work through something or just to, to get some, you know, to get an energetic hug. Absolutely. The possibilities are absolutely endless, truly. Which is, I, I just love the thought of spirit and all the miracles that... You know, growing up, I was not aware of, but today, I mean, I call them miracles, but spirit might just call them an average day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I look at every single day as being a miracle. I'm so grateful to wake up every single morning and I try to live my life in gratitude truly. And, you know, and, and and I ask the universe, well, what else is possible? What else? Because we're, we're all expanding, truly.
0: It is. And I agree with you with, with gratitude. And if there's one thing that I would tell anybody that is an important, integral part of a daily practice, it's gratitude. It yes. changes your heart. It changes your perspective, because mm-hmm. you don't take things for granted anymore. You realize that life is just amazing and beautiful and and here you are. And, and why not be grateful for it? Because you get the opportunity
1: to absolutely. experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Align line and shine. Oh, I like that. Align and, and, and shine. Yes. Love absolutely. that. So
0: it's our charity shout out time. And yeah. Deborah, let's talk about the charity of choice that you have. So you have hopeforpause.org.
1: Yes, it's an absolutely wonderful um, organization, and and I listed this charity in memory of my beautiful little grand puppy Lucy. She Aww. was a beautiful she she passed recently, and she was a very very loving soul who passed unexpectedly. Um, this beautiful organization it helps it helps uh, you know find homes for for dogs who otherwise probably would have been euthanized. So I encourage you to, to check it out, check their website. If you feel so inclined, maybe, you know, donate a little bit. It doesn't have to be a lot. Every single dollar helps, $5. It would be you, maybe saving a beautiful puppy's life.
0: And they're such beautiful beings. I, I mean, all, I, I'm of the ilk that any, any being is a beautiful being, with the my exception of a mosquito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a fly? Those might be, you know, questionable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I'm on the same page with you on that. <laughs> so to reach out for Hope for Pause, it's www.hopeforpause.org And as we're oh. winding up our time, Deborah, um, why don't we talk about? First, I want to let everybody know that check out Deborah's website at www. dot com. Mm-hmm. And you can reach Deborah at Divinely Deborah at Yahoo.com. And Divinely is D-I-V-I-N-E-L-Y. And Deborah is D-E-B-R-A. Divinely Deborah. And that's who we're speaking to today is Divinely Deborah Southworth.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: So is there something you'd like to close out with that you want to
1: share that we've we haven't touched upon today, Deborah? We've had such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. I just want everyone to feel empowered. And I I want people to understand that my message is not a message of fear. I know... Just the word, using the word demon is, it, it was like I couldn't even say it a year ago. I, it was a reality that I didn't even want to acknowledge. At that point, I would have encouraged you to rise higher. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to rise higher when your feet are anchored in the mud. And my message today, our beautiful conversation today is a message of hope. Oh, my goodness. It's yes. a message of hope and love. All right? Don't be afraid to say the word. Demon, demon, demon. Smoke, whistles, bells, mirrors. Ah! You know, it can be it's a word transformed. It's only a word. It's only a word mm-hmm. and an energy that can be released to the light. Right. So. And, and the only thing that you get is
0: energy. Like, if you put an energy behind it, that's when it becomes something.
1: Fear-based. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, but we don't want to go there. <laughs> no, we do not want to go there. No, absolutely not. Please check out my website, divinelydeborah.com And, and also you can reach it with deborasouthworth.com. Thank you.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today on my show. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for coming and, and sharing your time with me. Um, I know how important time can be and so grateful from the bottom of my heart that you listen to this show. And I hope you, if you like it, that you subscribe, like it, share it, tell your friends about it, because we just want to pass along the message and share these exciting tips, tools, techniques, and information that my special guests share with you. you. And so I want to also thank Brad Parsons, my producer, and Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant. Uh, If you would like to reach out to me with a comment, question, or uh, comment, yes, comment or question, please reach out to me at guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. If you'd like to know more about what I do, you can find out more information about myself and my offerings on www.marlagoldberg.net. And I'm so excited to share that my book, My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path, is now in paperback. So not only can you download it on your Kindle accessory, but you can actually tangibly hold it, flip it, read it, dog ear the pages, Mm -hmm. and enjoy every moment of it. And so to you, I'm going to once again say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look forward to having you with me next week on a next amazing show. And until then, I send you love. I send you joy. I send you peace. And I say thank you. Have a great week. Be kind to everyone. So they'll be kind to take care now. Thank you, Marla. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Marla, please visit www.marlagoldberg.net. If you have an idea or would like to be part of the show, feel free to send an email to conversations at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen.